0: hello and welcome to episode six of our Loving Your Garden podcast. Can I just say hello, first of all, to our growing band of followers, Uh, people like Alison Coombs. Hello, Chuck Bolton, Ray Arman, Alan Card, Jan Bingley, and pleased to say many, many more as well. Sorry if I haven't mentioned your name. Your time will come. Uh, So uh, regular listeners will be pleased to know that um, we've taken on a new software system, which hopefully will improve the quality of the sound, but uh, maybe I'm speaking too soon um uh, let me uh, straight away introduce richard chuck my partner in crime here on uh, loving your garden and then we're going to hear from our guest this week uh it is the one and only john <laughs> sterland uh,
1: in, in well, hello there folks lovely to <laughs> see you all well not see you but talk to you
0: yes yes uh well richard how are you dear boy
2: i'm all right rod thank you very much how are you
0: Yes, yes, mustn't grumble. I've been at Barnsdale Gardens all day, and uh, mm. it's been absolutely fantastic. Um, I saw John Sterling's tree that he donated <laughs> uh, to, to, to Jeff Hamilton, the Hamilton Estate, and uh, I'm trying desperately to remember what it was. It was it uh, the
1: superhensis, pink pagoda. Pagoda, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's nice. the
0: one. Yeah, yeah, that's the one. Uh, I took a photograph of it, John. So I'll I'll put it on our um, Facebook group. Oh, fabulous! Yes, oh. loving your gun. So John Sterland, in case uh, you don't know, uh, John Sterland, I can't believe that you wouldn't uh, is one of the. Um, well, he's is just where do you where do you even start with all this? A fantastic, gun. <laughs> he's a font of all knowledge. I've well, learned so much <laughs> from John Stirling. Uh, just from just chatting to him. I mean, he's, he's an encyclopedia, a walkling encyclopedia. But uh, John, lovely to have you on this evening. Uh, and it's a bit like you know getting the old team together really because Richard and John have been uh, experts uh, on the gardening show at BBC Radio Lincolnshire certainly when I was presenting it still doing it and as I say I've learned so much from these guys and it's it's lovely for you both to be on today so without further ado we're going to just chat about this time of year (laughs) and the the sort of jobs we we can and should be doing Uh, and we'll just see how where the conversation takes us we'll we'll finish with your Plant suggestions for the week. Um, I'm going to contribute to that because I I feel like I I know a few plants having been to Barnesdale today and (laughs) seen absolute crackers. Uh, And of course, I didn't come away from barnsdale without going to the nursery and stocking up so uh, i'll tell you about those as well later on i tell you what guys it underlined and richard you were saying this to me just last week it underlines this whole business of don't go to the garden center go to the nursery because Mm -hmm. uh, it's a completely different experience john do you agree with that
1: um, yes, I do if you can go to the garden centre for you know your fertilizers and things like that but and some of the general plants as well, you know a lot of pe- I've got a ribes in the garden, you know that can come from a garden centre, but then when you've got your base plants, you tend oh i want I want something that little bit different, so go to the you know plant fairs and places like that, and you'll see some some cracking plants, but I'll never knock. The, the normal Forsythias, Ribes and things like that because they are popular, because they're wonderful. And at this time of year, to see a quality Forsythia or something like that, I, I think it's wonderful and it's spring and yellow is spring daffodils you know
0: <laughs> well do you know one of the plants i saw today was and uh, I'm, I'm impressing myself that i can actually remember the name but it's quite a memorable name it's um ribes uh, scarlet pimpernel what a gorgeous color you know there's a really striking pink beautiful plant
1: Yes, I mean, there, there there is some absolutely fantastic. And basically, the thing is about a garden centre, they tend to go for the normal plant. I want a hydrangea aspera because I absolutely love it. Um, you go to a garden centre and you're more than likely, you might not even find it because perhaps they don't mention it on Gardener's World or something like that. If you go online, though, you'll very often see it. And there's one at the moment called Hot Chocolate, and it is absolutely stunning. That you, you know the the hydrangea, the lace cap ones, where you've got it's a beautiful blue centre and pink uh, bracts all the way around it. It is stunning. One of my fav- one of my favorite plants. It is, in fact, <laughs> one of the guys who taught me, Adrian Johnson, bless him when when i say you know, people ask me who my you know who my heroes are the people you've never heard of albert parks george Reynolds, adrian johnson the people who taught me when i was when i did my apprenticeship at boots and he hated hydrangeas and um, i thought oh I better not mention i but i love them you know and everybody loves them and uh, you know they they're, fab, they're fabulous plants
0: I saw a hydrangea Annabelle, um, and I thought, right, I can't fit it in the car because of all the other stuff yeah. others. bought. So uh, I'll, when I go with Richard next week, um, <laughs> I, I shall, yeah. I shall, I shall bag a, um, a hydrangea Annabelle. A, have you seen? The the pink, have, you seen the pink have you seen the pink
1: form? Have you seen? Was it the white? It was it the white one? Because there's a pink form as well now. The, right. A- was it Annabelle
0: that uh, we were talking about a couple of weeks ago, Richard? Was it? Yeah. Nick it was. Hume? Yeah, yeah and about- they, they
2: were, everybody, everybody uh, praises it because it's got big, showy, white flowers. But I'm, I'm with John. I've got um, a spear of That's the one yeah. I, uh, I've mentioned on the show before. Is calling it Sid off of Ice Age because it's gangly and it, and we had this one stalk that looked like Sid off Ice Age. It was hilarious. So I, I've took a <laughs> cutting and it's here up at Grassy Bottom with me, and it, and it'll always be known as Sid. Even though the bit that was said is no longer
1: there, you sometimes the bark peels that little bit yeah. as well and gives it an extra dimension. Absolutely fantastic! Just one yeah. plant to, to look at, but um, well, I'll save my um, plan to the week to, or whatever till uh, the end
0: yeah and, yeah and i mean the other thing that um richard we've talked about uh i think quite extensively actually um in, in the first few episodes of loving your garden is is the is the importance of going to gardens like barnsdale like uh, some of the other garden centers uh, at sorry that we mentioned because it, it is inspirational i mean i came away absolutely buzzing uh, from the gardens today because I'd seen unusual plants that that I wouldn't have even contemplated there was a black grass richard um and it and I'm going to try and remember what it was called something nigreta, something like that but it was a black was, grass in a, yeah. in a clump I'll and a I
2: thought <laughs> <nighrescens."> Yes. <laughs> That's That's easy for me to say <laughs> I've got loads of it. I could have given you some of that. You didn't have to buy that.
0: I know. I (laughs) didn't buy it. You can still give me some.
2: All right. I've got loads of them, (laughs) Rod, in pots.
0: I love it. The only thing I will ask you is it's how invasive is it? Because uh, that's my big fear with grasses.
2: Right. With this particular one, it's actually what they call a lily turf. It's, it's strictly speaking, a small lily. And it it actually goes by little stolons, tiny little stolons. And what it does is it, it kindly forms colonies rather than be aggressively um, invasive so it's really really good um, and and you can easily pull it out if you, it'll just pop up next to itself you know there'll be one bit there and one bit next to it uh, and you can lift it and split it out and it has a, a weird thing it has like a nodule on it so if it goes under stress in times of extreme drought it will die back in and it'll survive off that little nodule that little thing underneath the ground and then you can actually pop it back out and i don't know get it going again it will go again so once the drought's over it'll it'll be up again so it's a good one
0: i was thinking in terms of japanese gardens um Mm. you know that that sort of feel uh, because I've got a water feature and and the stones all the way around it. And I'm thinking it would just fit in those stones. You know, it would just, it's just the right sort of grass to, to sit in there. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you remember the name of it and I'm glad you've got some. Uh, uh, Can
1: can I just mention the other thing about Barnesdale as well and looking at gardens, Barnesdale was created when Jeff was on television and he did individual features. So you've got lots of small gardens. 38. People. (laughs) Yes, exactly. Yeah. People can relate to, you know, it's their sort of size. And that's, to me, that's the wonderful thing about going to the gardens open under the national garden scheme as well. They're just ordinary people's gardens. Yes. It's lovely to go to the big, Anglesey Abbey and see the Delphiniums and things like that there, and the Winter Garden at um, you know at Cambridge at um, yeah Cambridge places like that. But those little gardens that under the National Garden Scheme are just fantastic.
0: I think that's one of the best things that's, that's, that's come up in, in recent years is the National Garden Scheme. And we've missed it, haven't we, over the last year? We've really missed it. Mm. But anyway, uh, yeah, they're all starting to open again and probably shouldn't. Well, yeah, look, I can advertise. What the hell? I'm not. It's not the BBC. <laughs> You're I, opening I, yours. <laughs> I, I, no, 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 no barnsdale do an amazing bacon sandwich you know let's go on to the important stuff uh, yeah. nice 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 plants great bacon <laughs> oh, dear. Oh.
2: god i look forward to next time when, next week when we go then you can buy me one yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah um so uh we're not going to go on too much about Barnsdale because we are go- yeah. richard and i are going to go uh next week so in about two weeks you'll get to hear uh, our wander around Barnesdale, enthusing about uh, all the grasses and, and all the different plants and the uh, the Acer that I've seen, Acer Palmatum dissectum. Of course there are, I can't remember the actual uh, variety, but it was it's one of them and it's stunning. stunning. Absolutely stunning. And I, I had a long chat with Peter Dowell uh, on on Broom Radio last week and talked about acers, and I and I've I think he's He's cured my fear of trying to grow aces because I've managed to kill them with alarming regularity. Mm. Um, but but now I think I'm I'm having spoken to Peter at length. I think I'm I'm a bit more confident about having a crack. So uh, yeah, asa parma dissecting. If you get it, if you get them right, they're stunning. Absolutely stunning.
1: I've had one in a pot. I've had one in a pot for seventeen years now. Um, it must look
0: magnificent.
1: Yeah, it's the, the the new foliage is just coming out. And it, it a little tip is is when the Nivu foliage is coming out, is just to check now and nip all those dead little dead bits off. It's great to just stand there because you always get a little bit of die back in winter and nip those those dead bits off just to make it look tip top. That's what yeah. gardening's all about.
0: Yeah, I agree. And I, I, I grabbed a pile of geraniums, uh, and I went for three really unusual colours. Uh, what um, you can ask me to remember them? I can't remember them, but they're they're a sort of a blue. Uh, one's purple, one's blue, but it's a it's an unusual blue with with coloured veins uh, through it. Oh. And I know it's going to be an absolute stunner when it comes out. What well, it's something cloud, blue cloud, probably. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's, it's something like that. They're, but I'll get the names for next yeah, week.
1: They're very versatile. The, the geraniums are. I've got a, I've got a couple, and um, they'll grow in quite heavy shade. You know, it always says full sun, half shade, but it's amazing where plants will, uh, will grow. They grew in a little alley at the last house where it hardly got any sun, and they were absolutely fantastic. In fact, the sun can be really bad for many plants. Particularly in the in the summer, I, I think most plants it's same as your aces as well. they love dappled shade and I'd much rather have them in shade if it was total shade rather than full sun because they're just going to get scorched uh, in the full sun. They love dappled shade and it's just you know when you walk into a woodland. And or, or under a tree, and you, if you were blindfolded, you know straight away because it suddenly goes cool, you get a little breeze, and that's what plants love. They've still got plenty of light, but they love that um, dappled shade. They're wood, the woodland edge plants. That's what they are.
2: Mm, I agree. I, I've got Johnson's Blue, which is a real big one, and I've actually, since I moved up here, I found um, several, so I've put them under the shade. John, then they, they, I know they get big, and I know that they, they want flowering. And then I always cut them back, and they, they definitely will do a another flowering a bit later on, not as impressive as the first, but but really, yeah. really good.
1: You can you can get a geranium for every aspect of the garden. I think from the rockery yeah. right up herbaceous border, even to stick in between per, uh, shrubs. It's they they're wonderful, and they're yeah. so popular.
2: Yeah, I used to um, tell people when they were when they were setting the garden up, make sure you get some of the added geraniums, not polygoniums obviously, but added geraniums, <laughs> because they will become the backbone of your perennial border. They will be there all the time, and the, there are so many. Fayum, by the way, um, is a good is a good um, woodland one that's got more of a mottled leaf in it, and that's yeah. that's a really good one. But but Roseanne, which I just mentioned, which was the, the um, uh, royal horticultural society's plant of the millennium was it and i've bought three of those now i've had them before but since i moved obviously i've lost them so i've bought three for a period. and once they start flowering they never stop mm. they go right through to autumn and they're just absolutely cracking and it, that was found down at bressingham by the well not at bressingham but kind of introduced by bressingham who, who somebody found it in somebody's garden and bressingham introduced it to the market because you're know there aren't you You're not far away well, you're
1: not a millionaire. Oh, no, Wealthy. no, I'm, I'm. I'm. not. No, I'm not far away. I always remember going years ago because it was fantastic. Yeah. You'd got Alan, who was the herbaceous yeah. man, and uh, and Adrian, who was yeah. uh, in the seventies. I mean, it was absolutely. It was wonderful. Conifers, heathers. Yeah, and um, and then after a, a few years, he stuck grasses in as well to give it a bit of something else. Someone in would take. This, this, <laughs> yeah, in winter it's wonderful, but it's not. It's, I say there's nothing in summer, but uh, yeah, I mean conifers are wonderful to look mm. at when they are yeah. specimens. And I, the pineetum at Wisley, I love to walk through. It's a wonderful, wonderful place just to see the different, you know, the different conifer shapes it's um fantastic yeah oh but yeah alan uh, alan was a wonderful chap and of course very similar because he loved his trains as well
2: yeah that's right steam
1: trains yeah (laughs)
2: <laughs> I, i've been down there a few a few times now in fact my, i took one of the very first selfies in the world probably <laughs> probably not but with a normal camera i sadly had to go on my own because i was they had the miscanthus collection which they no longer hold anymore and i stood there in front of a camera which miscanthus it, it was and i took a selfie <laughs> really sadly about 20 years ago but <laughs> right sadhead but yeah they have a steam train goes around the garden which i find absolutely fascinating i've never been on it yet And I must, I must go down because it it gives you a good tour of the garden. But I like to get hands on there. So it's cracking. And I've just actually bought, believe it or not, Adrian Bloom's second book on conifers, uh, because I'm not, I'm not mad on them, but I do love certain ones. And I've got Pinus mugo. I've had Pinus strobus. And I've just ordered on Adrian's recommendation one called uh, Pinus. I can't remember the second bit of the name, but it's Chief Joseph. It goes really, really um, yellow in in autumn and winter, and it's a very slow grower, so it'll probably only make eight foot, nine foot in the rest of my
0: time. So, yeah, uh, is the one is the one with a name like Packirisandra or something? Packisandra,
1: uh, That's um, that's a cre- creeping plant.
0: Yeah, shade oh, um, as well. pacisandra terminalis. Looked the <laughs> I've looked at the plant underneath the conifer. Obviously, it's, it's a good, it's a good plant. Good plant. Too. It's brilliant plant
1: for shady for shade dry yeah. shade wonderful yeah. oh, that's
0: why right under the pine yeah yeah yeah, yeah. um I some of those pines uh the particularly the dwarf pines are very effective if you get oh, them right yeah. in, in the right place
1: they certainly are it's, a, it's sometimes it's it's hard to mix uh, conifers and shrubs because deciduous plants get their leaves on you know in the autumn if they get very close together you know, you suddenly find that half your foliage has gone off your conifer. And that's why some. I'd, I'd just like to see the bigger ones standing as specimens. Mm. And, yeah. that, I, again, that's why I love the Pinetum at Wisley. Uh, if you're listening
0: to um, the podcast, by the way, and you haven't yet joined Loving Your Garden, please do. It's a lovely, friendly site. And the inspiration that, that I get, actually, from from some of the members is, is –
1: and you'll and you'll see the covering of my new shed and Frank Slater's. Yes, I've seen <laughs> it. Seen it. Seen it. <laughs> Impressive. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I use top, top quality.
2: <laughs> I like the blue roof that you had originally. That was real retro.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the
0: only problem, The only problem with looking on um, our Facebook group is, uh, is that you get Garden Envy. You know, when you see some of the beautiful gardens, you think, oh, mm, that's nice.
1: Mm. Well, yeah, you do. I mean, it's lovely to have a great – some of them are massive. I mean, it is wonderful you know and it and it is but it's even if you've got a little patch there's so much you can do and yeah. Yeah, there really really is but i i didn't hear him but I, I must listen but david david stevens professor david stevens who i've i've known for years bless him is one of the nicest chaps and a fantastic Um, designer and he i I think you will have mentioned it's all about using your space all about you know getting the space right in in and it's wonderful and always remember when you're designing if you you've got a house even if it's a terrace you've probably got three walls and don't forget those walls as well and um you know and, and your boundary as well so there's, there's there's sometimes people have got more wall space, but there's some fantastic plants to go on walls um, there really is yeah Anywhere.
0: yeah
1: and that's one of the things
0: i i i again you find when you go to uh gardens where where the people have had time to do the job properly, and you can see where they've tied off the the, the branches and' is a and all the rest of it. what's the other one where is uh, a spalier and there's the other one what uh, yeah 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 um and and you can see the 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 care that they 've taken to to bend the uh the branches and the and the shoots in place yeah. and so you get these fabulous shapes against the wall. Uh, and and of course you know plants that go right the way across just to make it look more interesting oh, uh, yeah yeah
1: when you when you look back at the history of, of the french espaliers i mean it is a french word isn't it they yeah. would have a, have a the napoleon or something on the wall the name napoleon shaped out of trees the the the, the efforts they went to i mean we just don't we don't do it anymore when i heard somebody say best way to um prune your roses is to get your edge cutter and just go across i thought (laughs) gardening sunk to the lowest it can possibly (laughs) (laughs) go that
2: was me on it (laughs) <laughs> I, think,
1: I, think, <laughs> I haven't heard you say it, Richard. I, I said it Richard. as well. I think, <laughs> I, think I held
0: I held my hand up to say I did that to Caryopterus because uh, I've got uh, I've got a whole <laughs> row of Caryopterus What a performance it's is pruning those So I just get the hedge trimmer. Now,
1: it. if if I did it, I would still then have to go over with my secateurs and make sure all those cuts yeah. were uh, were <laughs> right, properly.
2: Yeah. I know what you mean. That that's John, you must have O C D, that's what we all do. We've gotta yeah. just make it so, haven't we? <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay so we will get film of barnsdale um with richard and myself and we'll get some good uh, picks up on on the facebook group group and and if you incidentally if you haven't yet um had a look at the site have a look at it you can uh, apply to be a member it's public but you can apply to be a member and you'll get approved in double quick time and it'll be lovely to have you on there okay let's get to plant of the week then um and can i before we do that can i just say if you have any questions at all uh, because john is um is on our facebook group and so i can he knows i can always bung a question to him at any time and, and he's very gracious and gets back to me quite quickly so and, and likewise richard so if um if there's any question you would like to put to uh, to us uh, to our experts uh, do get in touch uh, with with us here you you all the details are on the podcast there and uh, we will do our best to answer the question in the next, the very next podcast. Incidentally, you mentioned David Stevens, John. Um, he's on the last podcast, so you'll have a chance to listen back to the conversation we had last week.
1: Fabulous. Uh, okay,
0: so let's go then to plant of the week. John Sterling, your plant of the week.
1: Well, I'm going to go for one that um... – um i've put in the garden and obviously i love my wildlife as well and um just starting this new garden absolutely nothing in there and i i just wanted some bees in the garden and um i put pul- i put a couple of pulmonarias in and they are just covered in bees in fact if you there's, there's just a couple and and if you go by the the little um, my wildlife friend told me what the sort of bees they were the other day but i forgot but never mind the little <laughs> black ones little furry little black bumblebees must be a norfolk one you know It's uh, <laughs> and, it, <laughs> and um, it's, mm. it's absolutely stunning it's a plant an early plant that lasts and lasts you know i think it was it red robin is, is one of the Most popular ones, but this look at the sitting hearse pink, sitting hearse white. Look at some of those, they are absolutely wonderful plants. So, um, I'm going for that little thing this week.
0: So, pulmonaria,
1: pulmonaria, pulmonaria, cotonista cottoniasta, viburnum. When you can sell them, you know, it's um, okay, (laughs) yep, Richard.
2: I'm going to go for what is, I believe, becoming quite popular now, which is um, it's called Epimedium. They produce little tiny starry little flowers. They need to be cut back, the leaves, at just... Prior to like a month ago and then you get the little flowers popping up and then after that you get the leaves coming back on now one that i would recommend people to look for is one called epimedium rubrum which is fairly easy it'll take dry shade i think it'll come out in a little bit of sun as well but i've actually got another one called spine tingler and it's quite a long-leaved epimedium and it's kind of spiky on the edges of the leaf but i've recently sadly um, follow the Epimedium group on Facebook, and I'm just bowled over by the amounts of Epimediums they are. Uh, but this is kind of, a, as well, like the pulmonaries, it's their time to sort of shine kind of thing. Yeah.
1: I, I Don't Epimediums, I'm sure they've g- been grown for a while with... Um, up- azaleas and things like that they do wonderfully well under you know the deciduous azaleas the uh, um, azalea mollis and stuff like that i'm sure i've seen them growing under there and they look stunning so you've got that double double feature fabulous yeah
0: yeah, I looked at um. I want just this is not my plant of the week, but I, I looked at a plant today which you'll be familiar with. I know you are, Richard. Uh, Eryngium. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I can't remember which one it was, but it's um. It when it when it flowers, it wasn't in flower, but when it flowers, it will be uh, a striking blue. Yeah, um, probably. Yeah, well, I can't
2: or remember. Or Jossi King. There's loads of them. There's loads. Yeah. Of well, Gatii is, is a species type, and it and it's exceptionally blue. Um, and I mm-hmm. suppose some of the some of the named ones have come from that, but yeah, it's
0: a striking plant, isn't it? Yeah. And oh, uh, for a bit of architecture in your in, yeah. somewhere in the, in the border, um, a couple of those would would look quite good. And one other that it's um, that I picked up today, I got a couple just to stick under the uh, the cherry tree. It's a it looks like a snowdrop, but it's a bit more lachae. Uh, what is it, lachae? Yeah, lachae. That's it. That's it. <laughs>
1: It's it yeah. is very much like a snowdrop, but much much taller. Taller, yeah, yes. absolutely.
0: Yeah. I've got a couple of those, and uh, hopefully they will uh, develop uh, in the in the coming years. Um, right, my plant of the week. It's um, uh, and I'm probably going to say this wrong. Fr- Fritillaria. Yeah, Frit- yeah. It's a modest-looking thing, yeah. but it's it's unusual. Yes. And, yeah just like that sort of um that that hanging uh bell shape yeah. um and it's for me in the, the the sort of area where i'm creating a, a, a sort of a japanese look um a, a couple of them just over the top of the the water there i think will uh will ignite
1: my, I, I must admit rod mine are just coming out in a pot um, yeah I, br- I left them in the pot because i wanted to bring some uh, which are planted last year and um they've they've been neglected as soon as I give them some water, they'd got they'd got the leaves and then suddenly they start to produce the the flower shoots and they come up quite quickly and they are beautiful little things. And you know I, I, the 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 big frittal areas that you see you know, at Coconut and places like I mean, they're wonderful, but um, look the look at these little more delicate ones. They're absolutely fantastic. They really are. Yeah.
0: Oh, good. Uh, well, I'm glad I haven't picked a, a, a rubbish plant for our plants. No, the not at all. Good. Okay, let's, um, let's talk about uh, things we should be doing this week. Richard, you start us off.
2: Right. Well, obviously you've got to put more more um, ornamental grasses in. Obviously, without a doubt. <laughs> but <laughs> but now you want to be you want to be keeping up with your weeding at the minute because weeds are going absolutely mental at the minute. And and I'm doing just that. And at the same time, while you're doing this, I've got what it's my, one of my favourite tools, a little three pronged cultivator that's a handheld one. Yeah. And while I'm on yeah. my hands and knees looking for seedlings shall we say it's too early at this garden to be doing that for me but next year there'll be loads i actually run the cultivator through just to break because some of my soils panned out because we've had no kind of real rain have we and and it's kind of taken on a, a bit of a pan on the top so i'm i'm breaking that up as well while i'm weeding so that's what i would yeah. be getting on with and
0: I, I am getting on with yeah that's what i was doing today yeah uh john
1: well i've, I've i have actually mentioned it a little bit earlier but we've been through a winter We're just about coming out the other side. It keeps biting back that little bit. Probably could be another frost tonight. But as the new leaves and things come on, just go round, walk round. You should go round your garden every day just with your secateurs in your hand or a knife, a sharp knife, and just check everything. Just check your plants to make sure that there's no dead bits because you have little dead bits on there and it can it can start dying back. Plants are very good at stopping, you know, die back if they possibly can. But you usually find quite a lot and it's just worth going round. And, um, you know, it's like um, a garden's way show off ornamental plants. And if you watch people who display chrysanthemums, show chrysanthemums or show even chickens and things like that, they spend hours making sure that the feathers are right and the petals are right. And to me, that's what you do. You go in your garden, hands-on, go around your plants and, um, and check they're all right. And to me, again, at this time of year as well, a feed. All plants want is a breakfast, really the ones that you've got in your garden anyway okay onions we change and you know you give them a bit of different um feed in say june or whatever when you want the bulbs to develop but uh, just a general feed a bit of if it's if they're out in the ground a little bit of grow more if they're not growing too well if they if you know that your plants are really really growing well and healthy and you just want to help them on with the flower and fruit a little bit then just give them sulfate of potash you know check check what they're doing what they need and give them what they need you don't but uh, grow more or something like that is giving them everything but um, That you know, it's never going to be too much of of, of one thing or another. Horticultural fertilizers aren't like agricultural fertilizers, you know, they um, then 777 percent nitrogen phosphate potash isn't a great deal in one of those little um, you know, granules. Whereas, you know, a farmer's 48 percent nitrogen. Uh, you only need one of them in a square yard, and you know, you'll kill your lawn because um, yeah. it's too right. toxic. So be very careful if a farmer says, Oh, you can have a bit of my fertilizer.
2: Because they...
0: <laughs> don't do it. <laughs> don't do it. No, no don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, uh, great. Thank you very much, guys. Um, next week, I'm in two minds because you mentioned bees earlier, John. Um, I've been talking to a chap called Jez Rose. He took over a farm or part of a farm, and he started up um, a, a business with bees. And uh, he started off with with beekeeping, and then he was teaching beekeeping. And but it's just, it's just ballooned, and he's now one of the, the most sought after. Speakers uh, around the world. I think uh, he's he's done several TED TED talks, and I had to book him for a, an interview uh, a week ahead. And it's in half hour slots. That's how busy he is. Uh, yeah. Amazing. Yeah. We might just have a bit of him, Richard, uh, or if I've managed to edit all the stuff that we get at Barnsdale, we might have uh, some of the Barnsdale stuff, and certainly some of uh, Nick Hamilton uh showing me around the gardens and some of his favourite bits. Uh, uh, but I must say, a big thank you, John. Love to everybody in, in Norfolk.
1: Oh, I. <laughs> yeah. uh, it's, a it's a beautiful place. Beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: you've, got, you've got the lingo already. Yeah. Uh, and listen, I hope it won't be too long for you're back with us.
1: Yeah, lovely. You know, at any time, and I'll be on uh, loving your garden anyway. I I, I do listen to Pete. I, I like to have a look at what people are saying, and if they if they give in the reasonable, you know, answer, I I stay out of it, but, uh, yeah. you know, a bit. But sometimes you, i to and... be, somebody the other day says, oh, do a prune it back. No, leave it till autumn and prune it back. And I thought that's the last thing you do because it's got yeah. all all summer to grow. So. But you've got to do it dipl- diplomatically. I wasn't very diplomatic <laughs> at one time, but now I've got to yeah. be more diplomatic. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, I struggle with that. <laughs> <laughs> Richard, I got, yeah. on, I got on Gardner's Question Time on Radio, channel, radio 4 once. I was the new yeah. panellist, and I lasted a week because I fell out with, what's his name? Um, um, yeah, because uh, the lady said, "Did you enjoy that?" I said, "No, bloody didn't." He didn't come <laughs> to me with a question, and I got a lovely letter saying, "We think you're better at local radio." <laughs> oh God! Oh, oh, yes. <laughs> yeah. oh God. All right, so, but I've had a lovely, uh, lovely, lovely life. And can I just, <laughs> just to mention the last thing: after you've done fifty years, you end up with a medal like that. Look. That's fifteen years of it, the RHS medal for fifty years continuous practical horticulture. So can't there we see are, it, John.
2: I can't see either of you, so I don't know what it looks like. Oh, it looks, sorry, you,
1: you've probably gone off specially because you ain't going to get
2: one. <laughs> <laughs> I'll never get one. i too old now. Keep, keep no going, chance. I'd yeah, have to be ninety-six. Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, mm. fantastic, lovely. Anyway. <laughs>
0: Uh, well, oh, listen, guys, idea, thank, man, you, thank you very much indeed. Okay. And uh, thanks for listening in to a Loving Your Garden. And we'll talk to you again next week. All the very best.